Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herskovich. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. You can follow our MLB lead analyst as well at Monoari, just as it's spelled on the screen. I won't bother spelling it out as I usually mess it up. But we're going to discuss three games on Friday's baseball card here on May 26th. Dodgers Rays first up on Apple TV, then Padres Yankees. And Cardinals Guardians, Mo also has a couple other bets on the Lines Discord channel, which you could find over at thelines.com. The link is in the top right-hand corner. And before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell to get notifications whenever the Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Mo's day-to-day MLB bets just like this one. But Mo, last night, your lone bet that you shared with our audience, of course, People that don't understand baseball variants, there are going to be swings in an 162-game regular season, let alone when you factor in the playoffs. But the Phillies failed to get the best of the Braves, and Aaron Nola was at the forefront of that, at least to me. What did you take away from the game? What I took away is that anytime I bet against a minor league pitcher, you should just take the other side because I'm 0 for my last three. Dylan Dodd did not pitch well, um, but Aaron Nola got hit a couple times, and then the Phillies bullpen, I shouldn't say the Phillies bullpen blew up. It was uh, something Gregory Soto. Yeah. Anyways, we had Rays during the day, but we don't share those on here because, uh, you know, not, not enough time for people to get their plays in when these games are starting at noon or whatever. But you can always find them in the Lions Discord channel, like I mentioned earlier. So, speaking of the Tampa Bay Rays, Mo, they're taking on the Dodgers. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time first pitch, like I mentioned on Apple TV as well. Noah Syndergaard taking on Jalen Beeks in the opener role for Tampa Bay. Minus 110, pretty much both ways at most shops. But there are some books that are favoring the Rays by about five cents. And Syndergaard is the storyline for me because his velocity and he struggled last year after he joined Philly too for their run to the world series, but his velocity is down nearly a full two points from last season. And when you think about when he was dominant back to the middle of last decade, maybe for a couple of years, I think 2016 was his best season in the majors. It was because his elite slider was his go-to secondary pitch. And he doesn't even use his slider anymore. His sinker is used above 33% of the time among his pitch selection. So that said, Razor have a bullpen game today, like I mentioned with Beeks. How are you betting this game between two of the best teams in baseball? Yeah, I, I took the Rays. I actually, I should say, I give Thor some credit. He's definitely understands that he's dealing with reduced weaponry here and he has massively adjusted his pitch mix it's not working that great but that being said like i think it's probably working better than throwing a 92 mile per hour four seamer would so (laughs) he's trying he's trying he's trying um he still gets like a little bit below average cult strike plus whiff rate um he just can't get anything hard past uh you know, major league hitters anymore. 
um, which makes sense when you see where his velocities are sitting. I, I still, I, I think he's like fine. Like I, I'm probably higher on Thor than the market. Honestly, I've backed him a couple of times. I think his 4.4 Sierra is probably closer to his true talent level than his five plus ERA and XERA. But definitely if I'm wrong, this is a great bet on the raise <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I do think they have like small advantages, both with the bats and with the pitching. Um, like you said, Jalen Beeks opening. He's been struggling so far for the Rays. Uh, he was great last year, though, and the Dodgers don't hit lefties that well. So I think it's a decent way to start for them. And then their bullpen has also been really bad this year. I think o- only Oakland's has been worse. I don't think that's going to continue, though. Um, they were great last year. They had a top-10 bullpen. Um, I don't think they, when I look at the names in this bullpen, I don't think they rate to be nearly this bad. So I anticipate quite a bit better uh, performance from the Rays bullpen here. I think they have slightly better pitching on the mound in this game and slightly better hitting probably, especially given the Dodgers will start off with a couple innings against the lefty. So um, combine that with home field. I did think they deserve to be a little bit of a bigger favorite. So um, I did, I did play the Rays, uh, I think at minus 110 and, yeah, if you can get better than minus 120, I think it's okay. And you mentioned the A's, so I guess we got to give our bi-weekly Oakland Athletics update. They are 10-42. and 42. They have lost eight straight games. Do you Rest see yourself, Rest in peace buddy? to uh, our friend Steven and his uh, Oakland A's over. I think he can stop sweating that now. He was excited after they went 1-0. and Oh, so he did? I didn't even know he bet that. Okay. Why Why did he bet that? I think the number was so outrageously low, and the the projection systems had the A's like around 65-ish wins when the market was at like 59, and I told him I'd be really careful with that one because <laughs> my reasoning was very like it had nothing to do with the team. It's just that even though we know the team's pretty bad, it's just that every year some team will win like – 55 to 60 games. This happens every year, and I just can't think of a better candidate than Oakland. That's what I told him. So, <laughs> sorry, Steve. Well, Should have listened to yeah. me on this one. Yeah, they're proving to you right there, and I'll be sure to give him crap when he comes back from paternity leave. But second game that we're going to discuss, Padres at Yankees, San Diego 23-27, and 27, New York 30-22. and 22. Clark Schmidt actually pitched well last night for New York after a Labor's first inning against the O's, but New York dropped back-to-back games against Baltimore, and Yankees actually opened as high as plus 110 on the money line for this matchup, now down to as low as minus 105 at Caesars, Bad MGM, and DraftKings as of this recording on Friday late morning, early afternoon, depending on when you're watching and listening and catching it firsthand. The best number you can get down on San Diego seems to be minus 114 over at Bat Rivers. Remember to... Price shop over at thelines.com. You get a nice odd screen and get the best number at most of the nationwide legal sports books. But Joe Musgrove, in terms of the pitching matchup, taking on something Vasquez. Not Javier Vasquez, longtime MLB starter, but Randy Vasquez, who is getting the call up from AAA because Domingo Herman is serving his sticky stuff suspension. And the issue for Musgrove this season, I mean, there are a lot of issues for the Padres overall, even though they managed to come back against the Nats 
yesterday afternoon, but command has been one of the concerns for Musgrove, 82nd percentile in walk rate last season, down to the 59th percentile in his first five starts after coming off the injured list this year. And he's also, to his credit, I guess, he's also gotten a little bit unlucky when you look at opponent's BABIP, which is way above average at 329. So are you backing the underperforming Padres, Mo, or something Vasquez? The underperforming Padres. Um, <laughs> yeah, you say something that. Vasquez. You remember Javi yeah. Vasquez? Man, he played for both of our teams, actually. Uh, he did. He was a good pitcher. I I think something Vasquez here could be okay. Like, I was looking. He's an okay prospect. Um, I'm not sure what the International League uh, offense environment is like. If it's anything like the PCL, then, like, Vasquez has a chance for sure. Uh, he's like at 4.7 kind of across the board, ERA, XERA, or ERA, FIP, XFIP. I think there's a really big pitching advantage here for the Padres, though. Uh, even if he's okay, like Musgrove is still, even when I gave him, I dinged him a little bit because he's been pretty rough this year. I still think he's quite a bit better than anybody the Yankees are going to really be able to call up. Um, his his chase and swinging strikes are pretty normal. So when I see that, I'm like, okay, he should be okay. And his luck metrics are pretty bad. More homers, more homers per fly ball, high BABIP, low left on base. I think Musgrove is going to be okay. Uh, one thing that he's doing that I think is probably bad is he's cut his fastball or he's cut his sliders for more fastballs which in his career, his slider has been a better pitch than his fastball. So don't think that's good. Even if he decides to keep doing goofy things like that, he's probably quite a bit better than um, Vasquez here. And even with the Padres offense scuffling, no Manny Machado, I just think their starting pitching is such a big edge in this game that I had them closer to minus 130 here. So minus 115, I think, is is pretty good. I, I guess I agree with the opener, and uh, I guess I'm just going to fade this steam here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's pretty much where it opened at. Last game we're going to discuss, Cardinals at Guardians. Our St. Louis Cardinals, for better or worse. St. Louis sitting at 23-29. and 29, Cleveland 21-28. and 28. So two underperforming teams, depending on how you look at it. Although, Guardians certainly had their fair share of luck. Speaking of luck, last season on their way to an AL Central title. To, on that note, St. Louis has gotten its fair share of steam similar to the Yankees after opening as high as plus 110 on Thursday night. Best number right now is even money line, I believe, over at PointsBet. And remember to price shop for the latest and the best odds, whether it's money line or totals, whatever it may be, even MLB futures over at thelines.com. Shane Bieber taking on Mike Liebertor. And Bieber, this is going to be at the forefront of why I really like the Cardinals tonight. And I'll be joining you with a bet on St. Louis. If you look at Bieber's efficiency against the Mets in his last start, after really struggling against the White Sox, I think he gave up five earned runs in his previous outing, he had increased velocity on his curveball, and it's actually up a tick from last season. But if you look at St. Louis and their lineup, Cardinals rank above average, slightly above average, but still notable, 
when it comes to hitting curveballs. And Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes, we'll see if Yepes is in the lineup for St. Louis after his base running blunder that nearly cost the Cardinals yesterday. But both of those guys hit curveballs very well. You're also getting Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, perennial MVP candidates, and Wilson Contreras. Whether you are a part of the Cardinals front office and believe that he should never catch again or not. That obviously coming a few weeks ago. But all those three guys are back in St. Louis's lineup after, or should be back, after a day off on Thursday. And all those guys hit the ball fairly hard. Three of, or at least two of, between Goldschmidt and Arenado, the most lethal hitters in all of baseball. And Bieber ranks in the fifth percentile. Fifth percentile. Highlight that when it comes to opponents' hard hit rate. And then on the flip side, Mike Liebertor, obviously a lefty, or for those who are unaware, making his second major league start after pitching against the Brewers last week. And the Guardians, similar to last season, rank third, third lowest in all of baseball when it comes to weighted runs created plus, so WRC plus against Southpaws. And then you also consider that the Cardinals' bullpen is well-rested after Michaelis went seven innings on Thursday against the Reds in their win to split the series in Cincinnati. And their closer, Ryan Helsley, hasn't pitched since Tuesday. So I think a lot aligns towards the Cardinals here. Now we'll see if Libertor is up for the challenge after just one start. I know he pitched on technically his day off just to get some long tosses in against the Dodgers on Sunday, I want to say, but are you are with me on the Cardinals? Are you in agreement with my logic for backing St. Louis? Yeah, I'm always looking to fade this Guardians offense, especially when they face a lefty. They sucked versus lefties last year, and they've been second worst this year. I think they were bottom two last year as well. Um, it's Matthew Libertor, by the way. Matthew, give my guy some credit here. What did uh, I say? You said Mike. Oh, Mike. Well, I was thinking Mike Michaelis, to be fair, but something Libertor either way. No, Libertor was a good prospect. That's the thing. So, like, I'm definitely not sold that Libertor is good, especially when I'm looking at his peripherals. They're really bad so far. Uh, high exit velocity allowed. Low, um, low chase rate. Um, his hard hit rate is really high. But, you know, it's a tiny sample, and he crushed it in triple a so far this year and he's up throwing 95. So combination of that, that he's throwing so hard plus his, his triple a numbers. Cause I referenced earlier, I wasn't sure about international league offense. Okay. I know the PCL is very, very high offense league. So when you say, uh, or when you see a guy with low to mid threes, ERA, um, and FIP X FIP in the PCL, maybe people are like, Oh, well he has, three ERA in, in minor leagues, what does that mean? Well, okay, the PCL is so high offense nowadays that, like, I think I was reading a couple prospect articles. They were saying these translate basically one-to-one now, these PCL stats. So, like, a guy who is throwing low threes is going to uh, be projecting in the threes as well when he comes to the major leagues because even though the hitters are way better, the offense parks are so much higher uh, like offense in in PCL, like uh, Omaha plays in PCL, so I know some of their hitters uh, up here enjoy some <laughs> massive uh, 
they hit a lot of dingers up here. And this isn't even one of like the, the high offense parks, I don't think, in that league. So uh, they got like high altitude parks, Colorado, minor leagues, um, Las Vegas. Yeah, it, it's a really, really high offense league, basically. So when Libertor's numbers are so good there, I'm optimistic that he's going to be good. Um, still hasn't done it yet, really, even though his ERA is good, but small sample. And yeah, I'm assuming Goldschmidt and Arenado are going to be back in the lineup. This would be a bad bet if they're not. Um, so let's hope for the best there. And yeah, like you said, Shane Bieber, his ERA estimators are around four. He's definitely struggling so far. Missing 3% off his swinging strikes. That's a pretty big red flag. The command is still pristine, you know, but I just don't think he's going to keep his ERA around three as long as he's got 93 mile per hour average exit velocity and not really missing bats. So I did think the Cardinals should be small favorites here and they are small underdogs. So I like a play on the Cardinals. And I know some books offer series wins, not all of them, but some of them do. And I will say Cardinals are going to be throwing granted Jack Flaherty on Saturday. Who knows what you get there? That's a wild card. But Jordan Montgomery on Sunday, another lefty against this Guardians lineup. So if you like Mo's analysis on Libertor, and it certainly made me feel better about my bet, our bet on the Cardinals tonight, Montgomery going up against a lineup that really struggles against lefty, might lefties might be worth considering for a series bet, depending on if your sports book offers it or not. That's why we advise you to Shop around, not just for the best money line odds and your typical markets, but also for niche markets like that, because they can be valuable. And the Cardinals are a dog in this series to win at least two of three. And hopefully St. Louis gets it done for my sake, too, because I'm fingers crossed, hoping that the Cardinals make a run here in the division. Still five back. I think this is going to be a tougher matchup this weekend for the Giants or for the Brewers, I should say, against the Giants. We already saw it yesterday with San Francisco taking the first game in this series. Logan Webb pitching Saturday against Corbett Burns and Alex Cobb, the great Alex Cobb, who is in for a big-time bounce-back season so far for the Giants going up against Milwaukee on Sunday. But I digress about my beloved St. Louis Cardinals. Zero fandom there. All monetary. Mo, any last words before our viewers and listeners hopefully kick off the Memorial Day weekend with a few victories? Only that uh, I'm ready to get my teeth kicked in by more minor leaguers. I'm accepting the pain. <laughs> well, I will say, Shane Bieber is not a minor leaguer. You're only true minor leaguer unless you want to consider Syndergaard to be of that nature at this point in his career, which I don't think it's that far off, up to you, would be Vasquez, something Vasquez. So hopefully Joe Musgrove at this Padres offense bounces back. They did score eight runs against the Nationals, but without Odor's home run in the ninth, you're not winning that game. A very, I, I don't want to say he locked it to that home run, but two outs, like a 0-1 count. Every Rugnet Odor home run is lucky. All right, there you go. So we're on the same page once again. That's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by thelines.com. Remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell. Also head over to Play.thelines.com if you want a shot to win a $25 Amazon gift card in our daily MLB Pick'em contest. For more details, head over to play.thelines.com. I believe that is running through this weekend too, every weekend, but especially on Memorial Day weekend. If you want to win an Amazon gift card and maybe 
spark up your grill out of know what anyone's trying to do on Memorial Day weekend. I'm probably going to go to White Sox Angels on Monday, last day of the extended weekend. Check out Berea against Michael Kopak. So, have been to a White Sox That should Sox be a dynamite pitching matchup. <laughs> it really should. He has been pitching better, to be fair. But that'll do it for Mo, for myself, Eli Herskovich. Remember to follow the lines on Twitter at the Lines US. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>